0: back to another week. It is Rick six. It is the NFL season week 11. We're back here. Preston and glad are joining me Preston. What's up, man? Uh, it looks like you're falling behind a little bit on these picks. How you feeling?
1: Dude, I don't want to talk about this past weekend. Okay. I know I've said this like the past three weeks, but dang, I only got what five games, right? This past weekend. No four because the Eagles freaking lost. I only got four games, right? Four. So every 50, 50 game I lost.
0: 8th place. you filled the 8th place. But you're still hanging in there though. You're Well, okay. So you didn't pick the Falcons game cuz your Bozo forgot. Your Bozo self forgot. But you look
2: We got good. the same we got the same record basically, right? Cuz cuz I uh, I have one less loss than you, but that's that's the Panthers beating the Falcons, right? So that's we're tied.
0: Yeah, we're technically tied, but it it is throwing yeah. me off. It says 87-61, I'm 87-62, and we're still a game yep. behind We're still a game behind Gage. So it's getting serious, man. Preston. I mean, you're in eighth place, but you're only four games behind us. So, I mean, it's not the it's not the complete end of the world. You know, you had a decent week, and you're you're what two games behind us? Maybe, maybe, maybe one. You, you can pat your back a little bit. You'll be all right. We still got some time. Well, Glenn, how are you doing, man? I, I mean, I guess what's been going on?
2: Doing well. Um, I, I watched uh, most of that game a couple nights ago, the the Monday night game. It was really entertaining, actually. And the commanders, I think, like they're. With all the drama going on with that organization, for them to be five and five, like, like like think about like what what Josh McDaniels would do right now to be five and five. What (laughs) I mean, who else is is losing right now? Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah, what Nathaniel Hackett would do to be five and five. I mean, this this team is uh, don't write them off. I mean, goodness, the NFC East is looking incredibly strong. I think the Eagles are definitely the better team. Like, there's no doubt about that. But the, the Commanders have some players. They were able to run the ball, you know, up and down on the Eagles. Uh, not having uh, what's his name, Jordan Davis, has been been a huge loss for them. They just signed another defensive tackle today to kind of patch that up uh, momentarily. But that's been a big loss for them. Uh, I, I think the, I think the Eagles be just fine. This is not like the Steelers of a couple of years ago that really you know started out what eleven and zero and then floundered. I think this is a much better, you know, much more complete team than that. But um, yeah, you never know in in this league, uh, and it didn't. It really didn't surprise me if the Commanders, you know, were able to win that game. I think I think people just kept kind of written them off a little bit. So, uh, yeah, Raiders, Raiders keep losing. <laughs> Can't believe it. I don't know. I I, I say we got to give it time. I don't think the Raiders are as bad as everybody thinks, but at the same time, they keep losing. So maybe they are. I would take Garrett Carr still over a lot of quarterbacks in the league. But um, you know, we can uh, we can get into that in a little bit. How are you feeling?
0: Oh, I'm feeling great. Uh, you know, had, I got some games on Gage this week. I know he picked the uh, Rams over the Cardinals. Which, uh, if you guys remember on the podcast last week, I uh, I did pick the Rams, but I, it was a change of heart because Matthew Stafford was not playing and Kyler Murray was ended ended up being out as well. So it was John Wolford versus Colt McCoy, and I knew Colt McCoy always has those games in the season. Uh, I know I don't know if you, you guys remember two years ago where he was on the uh, he was on the Giants and they upsetted the Seahawks. I know you remember that. So he always has like, – he upset the Cowboys on Monday Night Football in 2014. He always – every time he comes in, he's guaranteed an upset, man. So I wasn't feeling that game. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to change my pick. This is a pick I need to get on some of y'all, and I, I changed it. I think you guys changed it too, though. So, I mean, I think y'all are right there with me. Did, you, did y'all end up changing it to the to the Cardinals? I did not. Okay. Glad help me and you got the Steelers one. I know we were pretty confident about that, playing the, uh, the Saints there at home. They got that win. So those were two games – that I know we differed from a lot of people on that. We got those games. So I'm feeling really good right now. I'm feeling confident going into this week. And I'm um, interested to see how this Thursday night game is going to go. So without further ado, we'll get on into all the recaps of the games as we go along. But let's go ahead and get on into the Thursday night game. Tennessee Titans going on the road to play the Green Bay Packers. 49% in favor of the Titans. 51% in favor of the Packers. It's really close right here in the percentage-wise. And the picks can pick them. Packers coming off of a dub versus the Cowboys, 4-6. and six. Titans six and three. They just got off to a typical uh, Broncos type game. Uh, I mean, they beat them seventeen to ten. So I mean, that was just the story of that game. Uh, the story how the Broncos offense has been this year. So, help you're my spread guy today. What is the spread in this game? Last time I checked, the Packers were two and a half point favorites. But I don't know. That was like two days ago.
2: I think the Packers are still three point favorites.
0: Okay, so the Packers coming in at three point favorites. I'm gonna start us off today. Uh, you know what? Before I go into my pick, I just want to recap that Packers, uh, the Packers side of the of, of things against the Cowboys. So first of all, obviously the biggest takeaway was Christian Watson. Um, he had I think three or four catches for a hundred something yards, and he had three touchdowns. Uh, he absolutely killed the Cowboys secondary. Uh, he had that one seventy-five yard touchdown on Anthony Brown. Thankfully, none of them were on digs because I know people would be climbing digs if digs gave up any touchdowns. Packers did a really good job. They did not throw Trayvon Diggs way. They targeted Deron Bland and Anthony Brown and and the weaker defenders of the Cowboys uh secondary. So took advantage of that. Uh Aaron Rodgers kind of got a get right game. And they the Cowboys defense could not stop the run. So Packers had probably the most complete game they've had all season in that game. I I do think they had a lot of uh what's it called? They had they had the refs in their favor being in Lambeau, and there was a. Uh, Definitely some questionable coaching decisions in that game that ultimately got the Packers to win. But nonetheless, the, Cap- the Packers did play well. They played well in that game, and they looked better than they had the past five weeks. Uh, So they, they snapped that five-game losing streak, got back to four and six. It's technically not out of the hunt of the playoffs. They can still get back in it. And I'm going to say that they still stay in it. I'm going to say that they beat the Titans here at home in Lambeau Field. Look, I don't believe in this Packers team. I still think they have mu- a lot of problems. I get it. They own the Cowboys. They, I mean, I should have saw that coming, right? But I still think, being in Lambeau Field, I know it's going to be a short week, but Ryan Tannehill hasn't been healthy this year, uh, and I think the Packers' offense maybe might have caught a little bit of a spark in that game against the Cowboys. I still don't think they're good, and honestly, if they lose this game, they're definitely not making the playoffs. You can't go to 4-7 and seven here if you want playoff hopes, especially in Lambeau Field, but it's going to be cold, and last time, the Packers played the Titans in Lambeau Field. It was freezing. It was snowing, and the Packers absolutely destroyed them. So I'm going to say the Packers beat Tannehill or Malik Willis, whoever it is, don't know who's going to start. Titans' defense keeps it close, but ultimately the Packers will win a low-scoring game. Let's go 21-18. to Preston, who do you got? Did
1: you guys say Packers were three-point favorites or Titans were three-point favorites?
0: Packers. Packers were three-point favorites.
1: That's wild. Um, I'm second-guessing like all my picks now because of what happened this past week and it's just not healthy. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm just going to stick with my gut. I'm going to go ahead and write it out here with Tennessee. I still think Tennessee is the better team. And I think their, their physicality on defense is going to be very tough for Rogers and these receivers to deal with these receivers, even though they got a little spark going last week, the Cowboys defense is more speed-based and the Titans defense is a lot more physical. So I think they're going to get pushed off the line and it's going to be tougher for these receivers to get open against Tennessee. So Tennessee, go ahead and wins this game. I think it's going to be low scoring, seventeen to
0: fourteen. Preston's taking the upset, and I'm with. Um, I mean, I hope, I hope you're right, Preston, because I'm, I'm going to be rooting for the Titans. Gladhill, what you got?
2: Yeah, man, this is this is tough. This might be the toughest game to pick all week, uh, we're starting out heavy here. Um, give me, uh, give me the Titans, man. I hate, to, I hate to say it, but uh, on the road, I think, I think you're still going to get it done. Uh, I like what Preston said about their defense. They're very tough, very well coached. Uh, maybe the best coached team in the league because, look, I mean, you know, there's there's a lot of controversy there. You know, you know, t- people don't think Tannehill is really the guy. They maybe struggled early in the season to run the ball. All of a sudden, you look up this team six and three, and they're you know probably going to win their division again. So, um, Titans are still you know still for real. They're still going to be you know be be in the mix in the playoffs. I uh, I think this defense is really good, and I think the Packers on a short week, you know, maybe aren't you know they're not going to have as much time to to plan for this. So I'm going to take Tennessee to get it done, although I'm not entirely confident in it because I think the Packers, you know, give them a lot of credit. I think they found a a good formula to win games. Um, They really got their run game going, ran up and down the field on the Cowboys, and um, you know, of course, Christian Watson catching three touchdown passes. I think that's huge for young receiver and hopefully that bodes well for him going forward because I'm, I'm definitely rooting for this Packers offense to kind of figure things out and kind of make things more competitive in the division, um, which you know at this point, you know, it looks like Vikings are kind of a runway train in the, in the north. But, um, you know, maybe, maybe if Packers going to run here, I, yeah, I'd like to see that. Why not? You know, let's, let's see it. So uh, but I'm going to take the Titans in this game. Let's go 24 to 21. I think it's a good game. Really looking forward to see how this one plays out. Wouldn't be shocked if the Packers win it, but I'm taking the Titans.
0: Looks like I'm the lone wolf here on this one. I like it. Yeah, I mean these Thursday night games, man. I haven't been the best at picking them, so you never know. It seems like by, when one team I think is going to win, it's probably the better team. They lose, so uh, I, I agree with you guys. Though I still think the Titans are the better team, but I just something about me Packers in Lambeau Field coming off the dub, I think they're I think they're going to go to five and six here, but I I still think they got a lot of problems. So we'll see what happens. Titans defense is physical. Next game, this is a tough one for me. I don't know if it's tough for y'all, but Chicago Bears at Atlanta Falcons, you know, two teams that are kind of towards the bottom end of the spectrum. Uh, But looks like this, I mean, I'm very uh, surprised here with this uh, percentage. 63% in favor of the Bears. I thought it would be a little bit closer. Three and seven versus four and six. Uh, Gladwell, what is the spread here? Atlanta is home. Give me me
2: a minute to find it. I'm actually in the store right now. (laughs) Hold on. Can you actually find this one for me? I'm so sorry. I forgot.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Hold on. Falcons are three point favorites at home. Here we go. All righty. Okay, Preston, I'll have you start this game. You know, Justin Fields had another crazy game, uh, but they were on the losing end. Uh, He had first QB in NFL history to have 100 rushing yards, two rushing touchdowns, and two passing touchdowns in a regular season game. Uh, He made up for that pick six he threw. Uh, to Jeff Okudu, which was really bad. He was under pressure inside his inside their own territory, and he threw it right to Jeff Okudu as he was getting sacked, and that completely changed the outcome of the game. You know they were up twenty four to ten, and after he threw that pick, it was just like a change of momentum. He did rush that crazy touchdown afterwards, but ultimately, when you look back at if the Bears could have won that game, that those are plays you're going to look at and think, okay, well, why, what went wrong? And I'm not saying Justin Fields was the reason they lost that game, but That was definitely a big part of why they lost that game. Uh, And then obviously they missed the PAT too. So, you know, that's never a good thing. The Lions ended up, you know, barely squeaking it out at the end there. So uh, Preston, when you're looking at this game here, Bears, Justin Fields has been proving he's the guy, but they still have been on the losing end. Meanwhile, you got Atlanta coming off of an ugly Thursday night game where they couldn't really score points. And it seems like defenses are starting to figure out how to put pressure on Mariota and force him to throw. When you do that, he's very incapable of being a starting quarterback. So Preston, what what you liking in this game?
1: Yeah, so for this game, you know, obviously a lot of people are going to be riding the Justin Fields hype train. But I think with this game, you've got Atlanta coming off of a, a, a game that they feel like they should have won. I think they have two straight losses now. They were sitting at 4-4. Four and four, Now they're sitting at 4-6. and six. They got to get a bounce back week this week. Chicago, you know, obviously Justin Fields is, has made some spectacular plays running the football the past two weeks. But I don't know. I think uh, Atlanta is going to do a much better job game planning, trying to contain him and making him throw the football. So if Justin Fields doesn't throw the football against Atlanta, they're not going to get past him. Atlanta's going to keep running their offense. And uh, hopefully, you know, they're able to create some plays there against the Chicago defense that's been struggling. Uh, they struggled last week. So unless Chicago runs the football down the Falcons' throat, I've got Atlanta winning this game 27 to 21.
0: But what do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, shit, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with you.
2: I'm taking the Falcons in this one. Yeah, I think they're going to have a bounce-back week. Uh, I, I, I think the Bears, with, with these trades recently, losing Robert Quinn, losing uh, – Who else did they lose? Oh, Roquan Smith. Um, <laughs> I think uh, I, I think their defense hasn't been playing as well recently, and I think the, the, the Falcons are going to be able to run up and down the field on them. And I still I still believe in Arthur Smith, and I still believe in this team to, to come out and get a big win, especially on especially on their home field. I think we'll see some scoring in this one, though. I, I I like this to be a really exciting game that'll probably come down to the wire. It'll really, you know, come down to one or two plays. Could really go either way. Um, surprised that it's not, you know, closer to 50-50 in the pick-em, but uh, I'm going to take Atlanta to win 33-30. to
0: Well, would you look at that? We have another lone wolf here. I'm going against y'all again. I have the Chicago Bears winning this game. Uh, look, so I'm, I'm just not liking it. You know, Falcons being three-point favorites at home. Uh, they have a 68.3% chance of winning this game. And, uh, you know, looking at, their, looking at them last week against the Panthers, I get it's a division game. Like, it, it kind of looks like they're starting to look like that team I thought they were going to look like. You know, it looks like coaches are starting to adjust, forcing Marcus Mariota to throw the ball because they're stopping the run. Uh, Cordero is still kind of getting in the groove of things. Look, I know the Bears defense can't stop anybody, but can this Falcons defense stop anybody? I don't think they're going to be able to stop Justin Fields in this run game. They do have a big loss. Khalil Herbert is now on IR, uh, so he's going to miss at least four weeks. That's a big loss in their run game. But I think Justin Fields, David Montgomery is going to gorge this defense. Uh, You know, I think I I just like the Bears and the points here. I think Justin Fields and his legs are going to get it done. And they just got to focus on not turning the ball over because the Falcons couldn't even stop Dante Foreman last week. I mean, he ran all over this defense. So I get it. They're still in the hunt of winning the NFC South, but it looks like Tampa Bay is kind of back in the groove of things. So I don't I don't expect them to beat out uh, Tampa Bay at this point. So I think the Falcons are kind of trending downwards. I think the Bears aren't trending really upwards other than their offense is still kind of like it's clicking. They're still losing games. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Bears... Uh, do lose this game, but I, I'm just going to take the team that I think is playing a little bit better offensively. So I got the bears winning and I think it's going to be a high scoring game. I got 31 to 20. I think it's going to be a shootout because I think both defenses are not going to be able to stop each other. So expect another Justin Fields crazy uh, stat line fantasy day. Next game. We have the Cleveland Browns going on the road to play the Buffalo bills. Uh, it's in Buffalo and 98% in favor of them. Buffalo has lost two straight Cleveland they got outscored by the Dolphins. Uh, you know, I kind of saw that one coming. Bills are at home, and it is supposed to be a blizzard up there in uh, Buffalo this weekend. It's going to be snowing like crazy. They're expected to get six feet of snow, possibly. Glenn Hill, what's the spread in this game?
2: Yeah, it's Bills by eight and a half. And, uh, yeah, that's um, – if you want me to start this one, I can just go ahead. I think, the, ahead. Bills easily, ahead. I think the Bills easily cover that. I think – Coming off a tough loss, I think this team's going to be hungry. They're six and three now, but I see. St- I still think they're in that elite category of teams. You know, we we can talk a little bit more about that game. I'd love to hear what you think. I, I really didn't see most of it. I got to watch kind of the, the end and, and get to see uh, got to see overtime there. Uh, I really tuned into it like right when right before Justin Jefferson made that insane catch, uh, best catch since OBJ eight years ago. I um I, I think the Bills I, I, I just I think they're maybe missing Brian Dayball just a little bit on, on the offensive side. You know Josh Allen kind of making some you know maybe a few more mistakes than he made earlier in the year. Made a few more mistakes than he did last year. Still elite, obviously, but you know they they don't really get a, a consistent run game going. You know in a, in a close game in the playoffs, it's going to come down to you know their defense making a big play or Josh Allen making a big play. I you know. Would I take him over at Kansas City, especially now that they might have to go on the road to do it? Probably not. But, I, you know, it's still early in the season, you know, and there's still a lot of football to be played, still a lot more time for things to work itself out. So, I, you know, I'm not not going to write off the Bills, obviously. They're still one of the top, you know, top, probably the top five teams in the league still. But um, I think, uh, I think, I think, I think in this game, though, I think they're going to have a get right game. They're going to come back and, and overwhelm Jacoby Brissett. They're going to stop the run and they're going to win big in the climate up in Buffalo. Um, I just don't think Cleveland's going to be able to put up a ton of points on them. And I think the bills will win. I'm going to go 28 to 10. I think the bills roll.
0: Okay. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and get this pick out of the way. And then I'll talk a little bit about that Vikings game here in a second. on the Bills side. Uh, But let me go ahead and get this game out of the way. I think Buffalo bounce back. They win this game. It's going to be snowing. I expect to be a low scoring game, Uh, but I'm, I'm interested to see, uh, how the run game looks because they're going to have to run the ball. I mean, it's going to be snowing. So you got, I mean, you have no choice, but to run the ball. It's going to be, you know, crappy weather. Uh, so I, I hope to see some uh, Nick Chubb crazy, like carries like 25 type carry type game from Nick Chubb and get a lot of points. Uh, and, and hopefully this, uh, this can help the bills uh, bounce back, but no Cleveland traveling to Buffalo snowing, give me bills all day. I'm going to say it's a low scoring game because it's snowing. Uh, so I'm going to say the bills win. Let's go 20 to like 14. Preston? Yeah,
1: hard to disagree with you guys. One thing I will say, though, is I'm not sold on the spread because Cleveland can run the football so well. So this game, kind of the, the style of play is going to favor Cleveland a little bit. So, you know, Bills win, but Bills don't cover 23 to uh, 17.
0: Yeah, I think I think uh, Cleveland covers. Okay, let's talk about that, the Bills side of, the, of things versus the Vikings. So first of all, that game was one of the best games I have ever seen in my life. It was it was amazing. I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. You know, I have red zone, so I'm able to watch all the games. But, you know, red zone, that game was on every, like, two seconds. And, and like, they were showing – like, it was basically showing the whole game on red zone, <laughs> except, you know, when Scott Hansen occasionally would, would pan over to the uh, – it was the – he kept panning over to the Broncos and the Titans game. And that's when it was making me mad because I'm like, I, I tell you right now that nobody cares about this game right now. Just go back to the Vikings game. I don't even care if you're like a 30 second timeout. Nobody wants to watch this Broncos Titans game because literally nothing is happening. It was 17 to 10. So let me talk about the bill side of things. Uh, very bad loss. Very bad loss. Not because Minnesota is a bad team. I think Minnesota deserves their respect, but they had that game. They had that game and they blew it. They were up 27 to 10. They were up 27 to 17. And they still found a way to lose the game. Kirk Cousins got one short on the goal line. They went for it on fourth down fourth. And I think it was fourth and two inside their own. I think it was inside the 10 or inside Minnesota's 10. And instead of taking the field goal to go up by 13, they decide to go for it because I guess, you know, you know, you want to put them out of your misery, whatever, but the play call was very bad Uh, and it was perfect coverage And Josh Allen ended up throwing a pick in the end zone, which led to them driving all the way down the field and scoring and bringing it within, I guess that would have been what? Three points at that point. Yeah. So here's the deal. They lost that game because of Josh Allen. And I hate to say it. Josh Allen has not played good the past few weeks. The last two games, he's only thrown one touchdown. He's thrown four picks, three of them in the red zone. And they they lost those two games. So I think, we have to be a little bit concerned with the elbow injury. I think it's definitely taking a toll uh, because Josh Allen is better than that. Like he, we consider him arguably the best quarterback in the league and he shouldn't be the reason that they, they lost those last two games and he is the reason and he's definitely the reason they lost that game. I just don't understand. Like if you are up big and you have a chance to take your, take your points, man, why, why are you going for it so much? It, You don't have to be that aggressive, especially when you have control of that game. And especially when Josh Allen is clearly not throwing the ball right well right now. Like, I just don't get it. Like, take your points. You threw two picks at Patrick Peterson. You you have had three picks in the red zone. Just take your points. And then when it was OT and uh, Minnesota was playing soft coverage and Buffalo was just driving down the field, they were in field goal range. After running it a couple times, they got in field goal range and they threw it three straight times. The last one that ended up in the pick, which ultimately decided Minnesota to winning that game. So why did they run the ball? Why did they throw the ball three times in a row? They were driving perfectly fine down the field. And then when they got to the red zone, they automatically thought, okay, let's throw it three times because we're trying to, you know, we're trying to put them out of there. We're just trying to knock them out. Like Cowherd always says, Glenn Hill, that Buffalo has that one, you know, that big knockout punch. they try to, you know, beat teams down into the ground. Well, they try to do that too much sometimes and it costs them games. Like, there's no reason that if you're driving, if you're having a good, consistent drive down the field, why do you throw it three times in a row? I don't get it. I just don't get it. So, Buffalo should have won that game. I still think they're the better team than Minnesota. Minnesota does deserve their respect because they were the least talked about 7-1 team. Now they got to start giving them respect. But the Bills should have won that game. They 100% should have won that game. And I'll talk about. Minnesota, Justin Jefferson, all that stuff when we get to the Minnesota game. So we all got bills. Let's move on to the next game. Philadelphia Eagles going on the road to play the Indianapolis Colts. 89% in favor of the Eagles. 8-1 just lost to the Commanders on Monday night. Indianapolis just beat the Raiders. Jeff Saturday, or I guess we can call him Jeff Sunday now, is undefeated as a head coach. But what's the spread in this game?
2: We got Eagles by six and a half. Okay. Which is interesting. Yeah, that's, that's, That seems about right, though.
0: Yeah. Eagles by six and a half, obviously they're, I mean, one loss doesn't define you, right? Like you're, you would think that they would, they would bounce back. They would learn from that. So, okay. Whose turn is it? I guess it's, uh, I think it's my turn. I think it's my turn to pick this game first. Look, I'm gonna go with the Eagles. I am a little worried about this game and I'm worried about this game because I do think Jonathan Taylor has the potential to get like 150 rushing yards on this Eagles defense Uh, I I know they just signed Linville Joseph, but he's a little older now. And I I think they're, you know, they're really missing Jordan Davis up front right now. Their run defense uh, and just the defense overall just kind of got dominated by the time of possession in Washington on Monday night. And Taylor Heineke, I mean, he had what, like a 66 overall QB rating. He didn't really do much for them to win. But the the rest of the team was just outplaying the hell out of Philadelphia on Monday night. So they got a much needed win there. And Indianapolis, inferior team right now. I think I think uh, the the Raiders win, or the Raiders win was more of the Raiders being bad than I think Indianapolis being good. I still think Jeff Saturday is not going to do anything crazy. Uh, so I'm going to take and the coaching advantage clearly goes to Sirianni here. I think he's going to dial up the game plan, uh, but I am a little worried about this game because I do think that Indianapolis could dominate the time possession, similar to what Washington did in this game. So I'm a little worried on that aspect. So I'm gonna say Eagles win, but it's closer than you might think. So Eagles win. Let's go 26 to 21. It's gonna be close though. I'm I, I think this can be a close game, but I think Jeff uh, Saturday's reign here. This this nice little he got his nice little one win, his first coaching gig. But he's got, he's gonna come back to reality here. So yeah, Eagles 26 21. Preston, what you thinking?
1: Yeah, I think Eagles winning this game pretty straightforward. Uh, I agree with what you're saying about the Eagles and their rush defense, but I don't think it's going to be close. Eagles go ahead and win this game 31 at 13. This Colts offense, you still got to be able to throw the ball, and they're going to want to throw the ball to try and keep up with Philly to win this game, and they're not going to be able to do it that well.
0: Okay. Glenn, what are you thinking?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think this really comes down to how well they can stop Jonathan Taylor, I think. I think I agree with you. Like if they if if the Colts can control the time of possession, keep the ball out of the out of Jalen Hurts hands in, in that Eagles offense, um, I, I think they have a chance in this game. The, the roster is clearly inferior, especially on the offensive side. I, I I think their offensive line still has some issues, um, but if they can manage to run the ball despite that and open things up for Matt Ryan, I think this could be interesting. But I mean, there's there's so much – the Colts just don't really have the continuity right now, like the, a brand-new play caller. The Eagles are, you know, miles ahead of the Raiders right now. So I think the Eagles, they know what the Colts need to do to win, and I think they're going to – you know, while Jonathan Taylor is a great running back, I think the Eagles know that, they, that, that he's going to need to be a big factor if the Colts are going to win. So I think they will limit him to some degree, and I think they will – they'll come away with a, with a bounce back win here. Um, I, I think it's going to be somewhere like 30 to 21. I think the Eagles do win in cover, but I wouldn't bet them to cover it.
0: So obviously the Eagles needed a loss. I think, uh, you know, you can't go that whole perfect season narrative. Like, yes, it's, it's nice to hear, but you don't want that to happen. I mean, that's just so much pressure on yourself. If you go 17 and no, and you go into the playoffs and like you you need to play, you need to have some adversity. And so I think that was good. I think Philadelphia needed that loss in a way. Uh now forget about the poor officiating. I know the Dallas Goddard uh face mask, that was clearly a face mask. And then also the Brandon Graham roughing the passer look, I get it. Like it was really soft. Uh so you could say that Washington got away with it a little bit, but there was it was just, it was a bad fishing night on both sides. You know, there was you know, the Eagles kind of got bailed out too on some calls as well. So I don't think we should blame the refs in that game, but I, I do think the Eagles needed to have a little, bit, they needed a loss. I didn't think it was coming that week, but they needed a loss. They needed to play with adversity. So so they needed that loss. But I, I do have to ask you guys if, if Eagles lose this game, they lose two straight, are we, are we, or do we feel any different about them if they lose two straight than if they, you know, maybe they just have that little slip up? Like what, basically what I'm saying is if the Eagles lose this game, how, do you, how are we feeling here?
2: I think it really depends on how it happens and it depends on how, to me, it depends on how Jalen Hurts plays. Because, you know, if, if, if this is a close game in the fourth quarter and Jalen Hurts has a couple really bad turnovers because the Eagles, you know, they've pummeled a lot of teams this year. They haven't really played from behind much this year, if at all. Uh, the first time we really saw that was this past week. Uh, if we see it again, and this offense really struggles playing from behind, I think that could that could really be tough for them because that the playoffs it's going to be close games. It's going to be playing you know even if they're hosting Minnesota, you know if they don't get out early, they're playing from behind. You know maybe they, maybe they could struggle a little bit. Maybe there's you know some weaknesses there. So I, I don't think this is a team like the like the Kansas City team in 2020 that can go down 24 in the divisional round and come back and win i don't think i don't think they're that explosive on offense but you know but if if they got to be able to win close games and we don't we don't while they're eight and one they're great we don't know if they can do that quite yet and if they if they fail to do that against a colts team with you know lacking continuity then i think uh i think you'd start to you know question that a little bit more
0: preston what do you think if philadelphia loses two straight what, what you thinking about them if Philadelphia
1: loses two straight, I'm definitely concerned. It's obviously not the end of the season, but it's going to show other teams how to beat Philly. And what you don't want to give up during the regular season is a blueprint on how to beat you. So, And if you do give that up, then it's up to coaches in order to change up the game plan and fix the issues on your team and be able to prepare for how teams are going to play against you. So not the end of the world but it's going to create a situation where the coaching is going to have to be really good the rest of the season. uh, And they're not just going to be able to keep doing what they've been able to do all season.
0: I like it. All right. Well, speaking of good coaches that prepare very well, let's go ahead and move on to this next game. New York Jets going on the road to play the New England Patriots, 51% in favor of the Patriots. So this is a, this is another one that this is just like that Titans and uh, Packers game. The percentage is very close. These two teams played uh, two weeks ago, and I know Gledhill got that pick on me. Now, here's the deal with New England. New England has won 13 straight against New York, so watch out when you're picking this game in New England uh, with the Jets playing. I know they're coming off a bye, but the Patriots have been able to own the Jets, so just kind of warning y'all there. Uh, Six and three, five and four. Gledhill, what's the spread?
2: We got Patriots favored by three and a half.
0: Patriots are favored by three and a half. Gledhoe, you picked the Patriots to win the first time. They got it done for you. Uh, Zach Wilson was kind of the reason that they, they they lost that game. He threw a couple picks, and it was I think it was a pretty ugly, low-scoring game, but the Patriots ultimately ended up winning that game. Jets' defense kept them in it, uh, but Patriots uh, won the turnover battle, and that's how they won the game. In New England, are you seeing anything different? I'm changing my pick this time. I'm taking the Jets to
2: win on the road. Um, I think they're going to be able to run the ball. Th- this is this is where the tide kind of changes a little bit. The Jets, finally, they need to get a win against the Patriots. I, I think they do it this time. Like you said, they turned the ball over too many times last time. I think they find a way to limit it off the bye, and I think they're going to run the ball well and find a way to get this done. Really good defense. You know, get, you know, guys are kind of banged up and take the bye week. You kind of recover a little bit more, and then you come back. They're gonna be ready for this Patriots team. I think the Jets are more talented than this Patriots team. And I think Robert Saul is a, a pretty darn good football coach, so as we you know, we've to find out a little bit more this year. So yeah, give me give me the give me the Jets to win on the road. I'm not entirely confident in this one, but I'm gonna take a little bit of a gamble here and say the Jets are gonna pull off the upset. Let's go twenty six to twenty. I don't think uh I don't think Mac Jones is that great of a quarterback. And I think he'll turn the ball over more than Zach Wilson. Hot take.
0: Okay. Preston, Patriots have won 13 straight against the Jets. Do they keep it going?
1: If there was ever a time for the Jets to beat the Patriots and end the streak, it is this week. Think about it. Coming off a bye, they already lost to them once this season. So that means most of the time, division teams that are close, they end up splitting. So, hey, I say, damn, this guy literally almost ran me off the side of the road, asshole. (laughs) Sorry about that. I think if there was ever a time for the Jets to do it, it would be this week. Originally, I took the Patriots because I'm like, you know, Patriots at home, but I've thought about it more. And I'm like, if there was ever a time to do it, it's this week. If they lose this game. I don't know if the Patriots if the Jets will ever beat the Patriots, honestly. As long as Belichick's there, I don't know if the Jets will ever beat the Patriots with Belichick there. So Jets go ahead and win this game. Low scoring game. 13 to 10.
0: Oh man. Oh man. Here's the deal. The Patriots, like, they're, they're so weird, man. Like, I just feel like they're gonna be good, and then they just drop that stinker game every like every once in a while they drop that stinker game. And Mac Jones plays really bad. And I know I've been saying it all year. I've been saying it all year that Matt Jones is not going to have a good year. He's going to have a sophomore slump. That is one of my takes that I've been happy that it's worked out so far because he has not been having a good year. Uh, I'm scared of this game because I picked the Jets last time and they let me down. And that was in New York. Now it's in New England. And the Patriots just find a way like to own this team. But here's the deal. I agree with you, Preston. If there was any time... The Jets were going to end the streak. It is now. Look, I said at the beginning of the season that these two teams were going to split. I have to keep my word. They're going to split. Now, I don't like how it's in New England. I don't like how Patriots own this team. If the Patriots end up winning this game, you're right. They are never, like, the Jets are never going to be able to beat them until Belichick, like, retires or something or, like, has a heart attack. Like, I promise. That's just the way it's going to happen. I think Mac Jones is going to be the key guy here to help the Jets win. He's going to have more turnovers. They're going to make more mistakes. And I like the Jets coming off a bye. I think they're the better team slightly. So uh, you know, Jets keep winning. I'm rooting for you. And but I hope yeah, I get. I thought I thought
2: I was going to be the only one. I thought you guys were going to. Well, I didn't think you guys were going to think I was crazy. But I, I'm surprised.
0: I, you know, I thought I was
2: uh, really going going out on a limb there.
0: <laughs> hey, you changed. You changed your pick, uh. So I'm guessing earlier in the week you had the uh you originally had the uh Patriots winning this game, huh?
2: Yeah, I um <laughs> I don't know. I went through this week and just picked teams tonight. Yeah, I'm gonna go back and change it right now.
0: I got you. I got you. Okay, let's move on. L.A. Rams going on the road to play the New Orleans Saints. 58 percent in favor of the Rams. Three and six. They oh god, this this team now. Cooper Cup is gonna miss some time with an ankle injury. He's on injured reserve, so they just lost another weapon. New Orleans Saints today, Dennis Allen announced that Andy Dalton is going to be the starting quarterback again. Look, if there's anything I've learned from the Saints team over the past past season is they need a quarterback. They need a franchise guy. Because if you're not going to play Jameis Winston, I mean, (laughs) you think Andy Dalton's your guy moving forward? Come on now. Like, they got to figure something out. And, you know, you could always say, well, just tank for a quarterback. Well, Philadelphia has their pick. They can't really tank for a quarterback here in this situation. Saints are in a rough spot right now. Uh, Dennis Allen... Eh, yeah, just honestly, not the biggest fan of him, but not the biggest fan of how this Rams team is playing. Glenho, what's the spread in this game? It's in the dome. Yeah,
2: Rams by four. Or yeah. not Rams, but Saints by four. Saints. Oh, by four.
0: I'm about to say, bro, if it's Rams by four, give me Saints all day. Like, easy. Uh, okay. Whose turn is it? I think, oh, yeah, Preston, I think it's your turn to start. Who you like in this game?
1: Yeah, dude, is this AIDS game of the week?
2: Uh, it's got to be, which is crazy because this is literally the rematch of the NFC championship
1: in 2018. Oh, wow. I know. I well, know. That's what easy. I was thinking, dude. Well,
0: I don't know. It's either this one or Broncos Raiders. Oh, Broncos Raiders.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Gledhill kind of likes the Raiders still. So, uh, that might not be a <laughs> game so, of the week I'm for him. I'm
2: still interested in that game, man. I'm still interested in that game. I'm not interested in watching this game whatsoever.
0: Yeah. On, you know what, Gledhill? I'll agree with you. No Cooper Cup, and Matthew Stafford, if he doesn't play, it's going to be John Warford versus Andy Dalton. Yeah, this this is Aids game of the week. You're right. All I'll, right. I'll, I'll, All I'll right. Dude,
1: the Rams are just trash, bro. The Rams are just trash. They couldn't even beat the freaking Cardinals. The freaking Cardinals. They got no running game. They got no Cooper Cup. What are they going to do? Bro, Saints, granted, Saints haven't been playing well either, but – Rams are garbage. The Rams are are straight garbage. Therefore, I can't pick them. Saints win this game 19 to 12. Just some weird-ass score.
0: Yeah, this is going to be low scoring. I think both teams score under 20, respectfully. And, uh, yeah, I got the Saints winning. Let's go – okay, you know what? Let's go 16 to 10. Saints win. Uh, Yeah, I don't know why. I just – look, the Rams are – they're just in a really tough spot. I think Preston said it – well, it looks like Matthew Stafford's on track to play, but he doesn't have his favorite receiver to throw to. So he's going to have to uh, spread the ball. And the Rams just aren't a good team. Like, I hate to say it, they're not a good team. And the Saints always have those sneaky good games at home where they, they play really good. So I, I think Saints win. And honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if they win pretty comfortably. And it's a revenge game for that NFC championship. I know the Saints want to get that one back, uh, regardless of how you know different these teams are. From when, you know, what, 2018? Yeah, that was a long time ago. But still, just that fan base is going to have that in the back of their mind. So, yeah, give me Saints 16 to 10. And I'm not going to say anything else about it. Glendhill? Yeah, it's
2: still tough, man. I mean, every week, I feel like I've picked the Rams more than other people just because I feel like at some point they're going to turn it around. At some point they're due for a win. But I just don't know if it's going to happen at this point. In New Orleans, you know New Orleans is a tough place to play. Man, this is tough. Is it really? Kind of. I, d- I don't know. I'm taking the Saints. I'll agree with you guys. Let's go 16 to 15. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, dude, no, you're right. These Both these teams are pretty bad. I'll give you that. Honestly, like, the more I think about it, pretty AIDS. Not going to lie. It's kind of disappointing how I think the most disappointing thing about, I mean, the Rams, you could, you can, at least you have like that Super Bowl hangover excuse you can use. Uh, but with the Saints, man, like, it's just so disappointing. Like, I know you don't have the quarterback, but the defense was supposed to be one of the best in the league this year. And it just, it has not been good, but mainly it's been helped too. Like they haven't had uh they haven't had a, I think I saw a thing where it was like, they, they've only like this whole year, they haven't had Latimore. Lattimore, Debo and uh Matthew all on the field at the same time or something like that. Like they're they're their secondary players have not played like one game with each other. So that just that's
1: mean. been so that's been so many teams this year though, bro. So many teams have been dealing with injuries. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with the Saints <laughs> defense this year.
0: Yeah, well Tyron Matthew too. I mean, like he, he hasn't been the same guy. You know, he's been missing a lot of time. Yeah.
1: Yeah. A lot of these older players, bro. A lot of these older players. I don't know what happened this year. Same thing in the NBA, dude. A lot of these older veterans who have dominated the league for years struggling this year. New young guys are taking over.
0: Yeah. Mm. All right. Let's move on. We got the Detroit Lions going on the road to play the New York Giants. New York Giants are 7-2, 87% in favor of them right now. Glenhill, what is the spread in this game?
2: Uh, we got uh, Giants by 3.
0: Giants by three at home. Yeah, the Giants know how to win close games. I'll give you that. Uh, I don't think that Texans game should have been that close, but it was closer than it probably should have been. The Giants still won the game. Giants know how to win close games. I'll give them that. They're a really well-coached team. I think Dable, Pete Carroll, Kevin O'Connell, I think those are the three candidates for head coach of the year right now. Both those coaches have been outstanding this year. Meanwhile, the Lions, they've uh, snuck two games against division rivals, beating the Packers at home, beating the Bears in Chicago. Uh, this team knows how to score points. You know, they're still the Lions at the end of the day. It's my pick. I'll go ahead and get this one out of the way. I got the Giants. If it con- if it is a close game, I'm not going to be worried because I think the Giants are going to close it out at home. Saquon's going to run all over this defense. Detroit Lions defense still sucks, So, And also, I saw a thing. Daniel Jones has not thrown a pick since week three, so – Say what you want about Danny Jones, he hasn't been turning the ball over. And that's, you know, if you don't turn the ball over, you win games or seven and two. So, give me the Giants. I don't think this game is going to be anything crazy. So, I'll say 24 to 24 to 17 they win by like a touchdown. But know what you thinking?
2: Lions with a big win on the road. It was Dan Campbell's first ever road win as Lions head coach. Um, so, <clears throat> Lions first road win since December 2020. <laughs> Yeah, and that was in Chicago, too. So they they have a thing for winning in Chicago. They can get it done. Um, Are they going to get another road win here at the Giants? Oh, I don't know, guys. I'm going to say no. I'm going to go Giants here. I hate to say that. I think the Giants are the better coached team offensively by a, a little bit. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Giants to run the ball better, and you mentioned it. Daniel Jones doesn't turn the ball over. If this is in Detroit, I think I'm taking the Lions though, just because I I, I do have more faith in that Lions offense in Detroit. But it's not in a dome. Um, granted, they won outdoors at Chicago, but I don't think they're gonna win again. I'm gonna take the Giants twenty-four to nineteen. But I, I think this is kind of a tough game. I can totally
0: see the Lions winning this one. We'll see. Preston, what you thinking?
1: Yeah, I don't know if I see the Lions winning. Um, they've just struggled to win games all year. They've been one of those teams, I said it this past week, where I feel like they get everybody's best every single week. I think it's because like teams know the Lions are actually like good this year, so they know they actually have to like prepare for them, so you don't really see any upsets. But it's crazy because they like – they look good, like they've been playing good. They've had close games. The offense, the first couple of weeks, was the, the number one offense in the league. But none of that have, has translated into significant wins this year. They've got three wins on the season. To me, they should be like a five-win team. But with that being said, Giants going to come out. Giants have found ways to win close games week in, week out. Giants go ahead and win this game. I do think it's going to be close but Lions have not shown that they can win close games. So therefore I got to stick with the Giants uh, 33 to 30.
0: Carolina at Baltimore, 98% in favor of the Baltimore Ravens. I think this is the biggest percentage uh, shift of the week, six and three Ravens coming off a buy for good reason. Uh, I mean, I could, I, that's why 98% they're coming off a buy. Come on in Baltimore. Go ahead, Hill. What's the spread?
2: We got Ravens by 12 and a half. <laughs>
0: My God. Okay. (laughs) Ravens by 12 and a half. Probably the biggest spread of the week, if I I'm assuming. I I would think it is.
2: Yeah, that's that's a little surprising. Well, maybe not so much, but I don't know. That's that's a big one. That's a big one.
0: Yeah, okay. Panthers coming off of a win on Thursday night. They won twenty-five to fifteen against the Falcons. Then you got Baltimore coming off a bye, six and three. Uh so hopefully Baltimore has uh figured some things out and got some guys healthy. Roquan learning uh his new team on defense and yeah, go ahead, you can start us off. What
2: do you got? Yeah, no, I mean, not much to say. I, th- I think I'm, I'm taking Baltimore at home here. Um, I don't know if they're going to cover. I think this Panthers defense is, is pretty underrated, honestly. I think they have a lot of really good players on there. They, they really shut down uh, Falcons at home. So Baltimore wins, but I do think the Panthers, just because I, I, just their defense plays hard, uh, I think it's. Um, I think it's going to be close. I think it'll be more like, let well, me not close, but it'll be like 28 to 20. I think that the um, Panthers do cover.
0: Panthers play better at home anyways. You know, they played, they went over in Cincinnati and Joe Mixon had five rushing touchdowns on them. So imagine what Lamar Jackson is going to do to this defense if he gets out. So yeah, I think this is going to be ugly. This is going to be a blowout. I got Ravens winning 35 to like 17, not going to be close. Uh, oh, and also, another reason to pick uh, the the Ravens to blow him out is P.J. Walker is actually not going to be playing this week. It's actually Baker Mayfield. So, yeah, poor Baker. Going to get blown out. Preston, what you got? Um, you know who Lamar Jackson is this week?
1: Who? The gingerbread man. And Baker, the Baker, he's not going to be able to catch him. Run, run, run as fast as you can. Can't catch me. I'm the gingerbread man, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, uh, Lamar Jackson goes ahead and he, he kills his Panthers defense this week. 35 to 14.
0: Easy game for all of us. I like it. It's a sweep. Let's move on. Washington Commanders going on the road to play the Houston Texans. This is another big one. 92% favor the Commanders. Glenhill. I'm gonna guess this spread I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Washington's favored by four. No, five and a half.
2: Um, yeah, you're closer. Your first guess commanders by three and a half.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. Maybe, maybe five and a half is a little too, uh, too crazy there. Maybe, maybe Texans do tend to keep games close. Uh, they don't get completely blown out sometimes. Uh, they, you know, they hung on there with Philadelphia. They hung in there with New York. So yeah, I mean, they're bad. They're probably the worst team, but they're not like, Oh, and 17 bad. I don't think, I mean, I think, they might only win maybe one or two games all year, but still, I don't think they're, like, as bad as their record shows in some games. So, uh, okay, Preston, your turn. Who do you got? Washington coming off of a upset win over Philly. They Second time they did it, man. They did it against Pittsburgh in 2020, and now they did it again against the Eagles. So, Commanders are back at 5-5. Five and five. They are only a half game out of the playoff uh, wildcard race right now.
1: Yeah, I told y'all earlier in the year, bro, the Commanders are not bad. Uh, you know, obviously, I thought uh, – what's his fate? I thought Carson Wentz was better – was going to do better this year than he actually did. And Taylor Heineke – dude, Taylor Heineke, man, nobody believes in this freaking kid. And he's still – you know who believes in him, actually? His teammates, bro. His, teammate, his teammates rally around him. And you saw that. They, they gave him the Kirk Cousins treatment after that game, bro. <laughs> I know the Ravens players weren't too happy about that, but, hey, I messed with it. When a team believes in their quarterback, they are scary. And you've seen that with the Bills. You've seen that. You haven't really seen that this year with the Ravens, um, unfortunately. And part of that can be because of all of the hype around Lamar Jackson, it being a contract year for him, this, that, and the other. But, you know, anyways, Heineke, players rally around him commanders are going to be a dangerous team the rest of the season give me them to cover this week uh 27 to 20.
0: Okay <laughs> but oh, I gotta ask you uh, you can go ahead and pick too but before you pick I gotta ask you did you see the I, I want to know your thoughts on the the cow comparison with Taylor Heineke this week he said that uh I don't know if you saw that but he said that he- Taylor Heineke is like one of those dudes like on a school project where he gets like a he gets an a for being there on the team but he didn't really do anything <laughs>
2: oh I, I didn't see that I'll also to watch that that's funny yeah. um I think he I you know I, I'll give him a little bit more credit than I, I don't I think his I think his impact on the team goes beyond it's not just the stats he puts up it's the fact that the players play hard for him I think the fact you know he's he's diving for first downs he's he's, he's you know, doing the he's pointing for first downs. He's 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 making a move with the referee when, when when what's his name hit Brandon Graham hit him at the end there. Um, that penalty that basically ended the game. Um, I think I think the I think the players love him. I think well, he might not have you know the talent that Carson Wentz does. I think I would get I w- I would say he has whatever you mean by intangibles. I think Heineke has those, and um, I think he's had I think he's. He doesn't make as many mistakes as Carson Wentz, I would say. Now that one throw he made, you know that um, what's his name Sway? It wasn't Sway. It was uh, it was a Gardner Johnson. I remember who picked it off. But yeah. that was yeah, that was he was bad. taking a,
1: he was taking a stupid shot at the end zone.
2: That was a bad throw. Um, but that was the only mistake, really big mistake he made in that game. Uh, I think I think Wentz still makes more mistakes, and I think. The commanders have to move forward with this guy. I don't think Carson Wentz can start after this week. Um, it's funny he did he did an interview on the Pat, Pat McAfee show yesterday that I listened to, uh, really funny, and uh, he was like, "Yeah, Carson might you know might start next week." I'm not really sure, but, you know, whatever professional answer. And then and and then one of the one of the guys in the show like in the back is like, "Yeah, Taylor Carson ain't bleeping starting this week. There's no way." <laughs> I thought that was funny. Um, I think the commanders for sure they're going to be rocking with Heineken. Um, I I, I do think this game though, I I could see it being a little bit of a track game for the commanders, just coming off that big win, all the emotions of playing in prime time. Now you go to Houston to a team that's really looking to get a win. If they can slow down that run game, stop whatever Antonio Gibson, uh, maybe, you know, maybe the, the Texans will have a chance there. I would not bet this game. I think, it would not shock me at all if the Texans pulled an upset. I'm not gonna choose the Texans because I think the Commanders are the better football team, and I think they're gonna go into this game with the right mentality. They're not gonna, you know, they're not gonna, um, you know, play slow or anything, or or play with any less effort. So I think the Commanders still get it done. But I think the fact that this team's five and five, despite all the drama with the selling the team and Dan Snyder and all that um that's that's pretty remarkable that there's you know they, they in the nfc which you know you never know like they, they are they could be a playoff team potentially i mean you, you never you never know so i think they'll i think this is a big game for them um i think they'll get it done i'm gonna go 27 to 22.
0: yeah i'm, like, I'm gonna take the commanders i mean if you're a houston if you're the houston tech you don't want to win this game i mean you want to have i mean this season's out of obviously done i mean you're going to try to get the best draft pick possible and get your franchise quarterback possibly next year. So they don't want to win this game. And I don't think they're going to win this game. Uh, I like commanders. I like the score Preston said 27 to 20 uh, in terms of Taylor Heineke. Look, he's not a good quarterback, but there's something about him that the team just get, finds a spark with and something that Carson Wentz just didn't have with this team. So they look a lot better uh, because they played better because of Taylor Heineke and his presence on the field. Now he's not good. Like, I know, Gledo, you are telling me you think he deserves to be a starter. I wouldn't go that far. I think he'd be one of the better backups in the NFL, but I don't think he's, like, a guy that you can, like, build your franchise around, obviously. you're like, I mean, I, I think he's a really good fill-in. No, I think he's one of the 32
2: best quarterbacks in the league. Right? That's what I'm, I'm not saying, like, he's, he's going to be the guy for the next five years, but I think at this very moment, he's one of the 32 best quarterbacks in the league. I
1: think so. Yeah, I, I think he should be a starter on a rebuilding team for sure. Yeah, he's that type of player. He's top
0: thirty-two. Yeah, I mean, I would take him over a couple, probably a couple guys. Uh, I'm taking him over Davis Mills right now, that's for sure. Uh, well, I think if Davis Mills was on the Commanders, he would play good too. He'd play better, but he would probably wouldn't have that spark though. That's the thing. Like something about Heineke just gives them that spark here, and the Commanders too. The Commanders do this. Like they did this last year too. I remember when they started really, and they started really bad last year, and then all of a sudden they started, you know, picking up fire towards the end of the season, uh, and then, you know, of course, the we want Dallas, and then Dallas went in there and, and whooped them. So, uh, yeah, but it's nice. It's nice seeing that uh, NFC East teams doing good. The division's doing really good. Uh, so I guess I could root for them when they're not playing the Cowboys, because if they're playing the Cowboys, f them. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I guess it's kind of nice to see Heineke, you know, play good. Next game. Okay. I'm so glad it's my pick. I can get this stupid, terrible game out of the way. I hate it. I don't want to talk about it. The Raiders going on the road to play the Broncos 65% in favor of the Broncos right now. Uh Hill, you're going last because uh, I know you're going to, you're going to do your best to, you know, to just talk about how Derek Carr is such a great quarterback. So I'll give it to you last. So I'm going to get this out of the way because I know I don't, I have nothing else to say about this game. By the way, the Broncos are favored by two and a half. Broncos favored by two and a half. They're at home. They have a good defense. Yeah. I got Broncos. I don't want to talk about the Raiders. I'm not picking the Raiders for the rest of the year. How do you lose to how do you lose to a coach who has never coached in his life at any level in his whole life? This man got off the couch, bro. This man was talking shit about your team two weeks ago on Twitter saying, Oh, the Raiders look horrible. And guess what? Two weeks later, he goes and he out coaches them and they win. That's embarrassing, bro. I said this, I said this last week, home that if Jeff Saturday goes and beats the Raiders. I want McDaniel's out. I want him on an airplane first flight out of Las Vegas Tuesday at least. But then I thought about it, uh and their GM just somehow just loves him. And then I saw this stupid thing today also it was like the reason that the Raiders won't fire Josh McDaniel's uh is financially. They don't have the money to fire him and the team is cash poor and can't afford to fire Josh McDaniel's and this and that and he's there for at least this year and next year. So all I got to say is, I'm sorry, Raiders fans. You guys are effed. It's tough to be a Raiders fan. The Broncos, yeah, it's tough to be a Broncos fan, but at least their defense like keeps them in games. And another crazy thing is, obviously we were talking about this, Preston and Gleno. if the Broncos scored exactly 18 points of regulation of every game, they'd be 8-1. and one. Literally, just 18 points. That's embarrassing. That just shows how bad their offense is and how much their defense is carrying them. So I'm going to say that the Broncos do score 18 points this week, And they'll win. (laughs) So we'll go Broncos 18 to 14. (laughs) That's all I got. Preston,
1: go ahead. Bro, you you know why the Raiders are in this position, right? Bro, because of freaking Dan Snyder, man. Dan freaking Snyder. If it wasn't for Dan Snyder and and those freaking emails with John Gruden, the Raiders were in a great freaking spot, dude. They They were a really good team last year. John Gruden, had built them up to finally start playing well. And he goes and gets fired because of, you know, his, all of his dumb stuff. And now they're just, they're just screwed, bro. They're literally screwed. Josh McDaniels, you know, we thought it was a good hire. Hasn't turned out to be a good hire. I think it's probably because of the way the league has changed, especially this year. A lot of teams have, they've built their teams to be able to stop Patrick Mahomes. So just elite pass rushes. Fast secondary, taking away big plays. And you know, the Raiders, you'd think they'd run the football, but they haven't been able to really run the football that well. They've got freaking Josh Jacobs. They had a a pretty decent O-line. I don't know what's going on this year. They were pretty physical the year before. Now they're not very physical. So who are they? Who who is the Raiders' identity? John Gruden gave that that franchise an identity. Who's gonna be the coach that's gonna come in and give them that identity again? So what do you, what do you got? Bro, you really think I'm picking the Raiders? Well, you didn't say a score. Okay. Score, score, uh, 13 to 10. This game's butt cheeks.
0: <laughs> All right, brother, go ahead and, uh, work your magic with the Raiders. Cause they're, they're so good, right? They're just not that bad.
2: Yeah. But I like what Preston said about identity. I think they definitely had that before Gruden, um, stepped down last year. And then I think they had that when, when Bisaccia stepped in and they were kind of the underdog team, the team that despite all the drama, despite all of this, despite Henry Ruggs, despite, you know, Damon Arnett, despite whatever else was going on in that organization, they were going to be the team that played harder than everybody else. And they were going to be the team that went on a run and they, they did that. They, they, I mean, Derek Carr played really, really well toward the end of last year he kind of embodied the whole franchise of being kind of the overlooked, you know, guy play, you know, coming out of nowhere, play, you know, proving the doubters wrong. And, and then they decided to blow it up. Well, not completely blow it up, but they say, you know what, this coach that, you know, kind of led y'all to the playoffs. We think we can do better than that. We're going to go and get Josh McDaniels who had his head, co- you know, had a head coaching opportunity, like what, 15 years ago, didn't really go well. Now, but now he's now he's seasoned. Now he's 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 won a few more Super Bowls. Now he's has more experience. He'll he'll come in and 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 the Raiders will pick up right where they left off. And my guy Rich Eisen picked up the Raiders to win the win the AFC West this year with a twelve and five record. And um, I don't know if you've done the math, but twelve and five is not possible at this point. Um, <laughs> this is not <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, they got to win eight straight to go ten and seven, which is crazy. So now they're going on the road to Denver right after Derek Carr got emotional at, at, on the podium. Um, I I don't know what to make of that. I mean, that's that's sort of just. I mean, what? How is a team going to respond to that? Like, there's there's one of either that's going to fire everybody up and they're going to want to play harder, or that's that crying is almost a sign of like I don't know what else we can do. I mean, obviously it's not like, oh, I'm giving up. I'm going to cry. It's, it's, but it's sort of, it's, it's the crying might be sort of like, uh, I we've tried everything. Like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know why we're not winning games. Like, I just, I can't believe it. And we're two and seven. Like, I just, I'm so disappointed as the leader of this team. I feel like we could be doing so much better, but like, it's not going well. And I don't like, are they going to be able to fix it this next week? I was so high on the Raiders on Monday. I was like, oh, they're going to bounce back. They'll be fine. Like this Derek Carr crying is going to fire everybody up. But as as the days, you know, have gone by and, and you, you think about the, how good the Broncos defense is, I just, I don't know. I'm going to take Denver at home. Wow. and I'm going I'm, to, I know I, I changed it. You guys kind of convinced me. I'm taking Denver at home. I think they have a much better defense. I mean, the Raiders—they're they, not good in pass defense. They also can't sack the quarterback. They only have ten sacks on the season, not very good. And and, and I like what Preston said. It just doesn't feel like they have an identity this year. And you know, you can blame it on oh, Waller's out, Renfro's out. I kind of agree in a sense, but I think it's—I think the issues go deeper than just missing a couple players. I think there's like a cultural problem that's going on right now that I don't think is going to. You know, I just don't I don't think the talent's just gonna come together and they're gonna win on the road all of a sudden. So yeah. So after all of that, I'm gonna take the Broncos to win at home. Uh I think it's gonna be, yeah, something like seventeen to thirteen or something, like just ugly game. Both these teams have disappointed. I just yeah, I don't I don't know. I I love Derek Carr though. Like think of like if Derek Carr like got traded to the Titans or something, like I think I think he would absolutely elevate that team. Uh, Absolutely. I think the Raiders may or may not, I don't know if this is going to be it for Derek Carr in Las Vegas. I almost hope it is because, you know, I I just, I want to see him win. Love the guy. I think, I still think he's a great quarterback. It's just, it's just not working out this season. I don't think there's a lot of quarterbacks in the league that could have done what he did last year. But anyways, I'm going to stop talking. Broncos are going to win this
1: week. And, um, yeah. You know what? Hold up, Eric. Hold up. Oh God, here we go. I'm not going to lie, bro. That hurt my heart, Glen Hill. That hurt my heart. You've been following this team all season, finding a way, looking for a reason, a way for them to turn the corner and finally start winning football games. And you finally get one. And now you're not going to pick
0: them. That's that's crazy, bro. That's blasphemous. Now watch. Dude, by the end of the season, he's going to, He's gonna be like, "Fuck, Derek Carr." <laughs> uh yeah, Glendale. That was a little sad, man. I, I feel bad because I know I really like. I know like it's gonna bring tears of joy to your like eyes if uh, if Derek Carr and the Raiders just find a way to win this game on Sunday. I know you're gonna be like so happy.
2: Oh, I will. Yeah. Again, I'll be happy if the Broncos win because I want to get the pick right. But at the same time, like if the Raiders win, we all get the pick wrong. So you know, at least I can be happy that they, I, I'll be, I'll be, it's
0: a win-win Sunday's a win-win this game. Fair enough. All right. Next game we have the Cincinnati Bengals going on the road to play the Pittsburgh Steelers. Both these two teams played week one, a wild game. They went to OT. I think Mika Fitzpatrick blocked that, that PAT. And that's why they went to OT and they ended up winning an OT. So Steelers Bengals always have close games and uh, conveniently that was the last time TJ Watt, uh, Well, I guess he played this past week, but that's where he got hurt uh, and hurt and tore his pectoral, uh, but it only ended up being, you know, six to eight week injury. Now he's back playing again against the Bengals. I know the Bengals didn't want to see that. Uh, I think the Steelers are rocking their all black unis. And then I think the Bengals are rocking their all white with the white helmets. Still no Jamar Chase, though. So uh, and last time he played in week one, he torched them. So, uh, you know, watch out for this. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if this if uh, if Steelers win this game at all. What's the spread, Glendale? Oh, I'm, I'm I'm you know interested. It's actually Bengals by four and a half. Hey, okay, Bengals by four and a half. I picked the last one. Preston picked the one before Glendale. I hate to say it, but it's your pick, man. I, and I know that I, I I have a feeling this one's going to be tough for you. Eighty eight percent though in favor of the Bengals, so it's pretty big.
2: Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. Um, yeah, I still think. The Bengals defense is pretty solid and it's about as good as the Steelers defense, honestly, but I, I still think, you know, the, the, the Bengals have more continuity on offense. I think there's still like, like Steelers don't even have Chase Claypool anymore. who was kind of their, their lone home run hitter. I think the Bengals are going to go on the road and get it done. Uh, are they, they're coming off a buy, right?
0: The Bengals are coming off a buy. Yes.
2: Yeah, they give him more of a reason to pick them. Joe Burrow, Zach Taylor, this offense, off a of bye, fresh, kind of healing up a little bit. No Jamar. Uh, I don't think it's going to be too much of an issue for them. They win for the Steelers, though, getting, getting that win against the Saints. Um, didn't surprise me at home. But uh, I think the Bengals are going to get this done. I'm going to say 26-18. to
0: Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to say the Bengals win this game because it's a must-win game for them. Uh, I think the Steelers' season is kind of lost. Honestly, Uh, technically they're not out of it, but six wins in the AFC doesn't really help you. Uh, And the Cincinnati, the Bengals, coming off a bye, you know, hopefully they figure some things out. Yes, Jamar Chase is not going to be active, and yes, the Steelers did beat them last time, but the Bengals should have won that game. And I'm not going to think too much about it. I could see Pittsburgh winning this game. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, So if they do win, I'm not going to be surprised at all. Like, uh, but I'm not. I'm not. I would rather be wrong. Uh, picking the Bengals to win because I think the Bengals need it and they're going to make that postseason push. So Bengals win this game and they win 23-20. to Close game. Steelers cover. Preston?
1: Yeah, Bengals obviously need this game more. Uh, this is the Sunday night game, right?
0: Uh, no, it's 325.
1: Oh, 325.
0: Never mind. You guys, your guys' game got flexed to the Sunday night game. The Chargers? Yeah, it got flexed two weeks ago. Got you.
1: Okay. Yeah, dude, I really like the uh, – I mean, I don't really – I've been high on the Bengals since the beginning of the year, um, despite them starting slow. And they've steadily improved, but obviously, you're still going to be dealing with question marks. You know, Joe Mixon had that big day two weeks ago, but that was against Carolina. Um, you know, it, I'm good that they have him going this season. He's just got to continue to stay healthy. You know, I I think they've got to feed him against Pittsburgh. Got to get him going because that helps Joe Burrow and and takes a little bit of the pressure off. If they're able to do that, they'll be just fine. Bengals go ahead and win this game 23-14. to
0: Like it. All right, Preston, don't get too comfortable. Your L.A. Chargers are a Sunday night football. The game got flexed, like I said. And they're playing the Chiefs. And, you know, y'all played week two. It was a close game, competitive game. Uh, y'all did blow a big. I think y'all blew a ten-point lead in that game. Herbert threw that pick six, and it kind of took a toll. And that was the game. If you remember that Herbert, uh, you know, messed up his ribs and came back in the game and almost uh, and almost brought him back. So, you know, he's kind of been dealing uh, with some injuries and and some you know the the injured roster all year. It's, you guys are actually a really good team, but y'all just y'all can't catch a break on the injuries. So, uh, hold on, real quick, Glendale, what's the spread?
2: We got the Chiefs by six and a half.
0: Okay, Chiefs by six and a half. Preston, 89% in favor of the Chiefs. Are your Chargers going to get it done? What you think?
1: Can you pull up the injury uh, report for me, please? See who's yeah. in and who's out. Yeah. Dude, while you're doing that, the Chargers have so many injuries this year, it's ridiculous. I-, I just need you guys to see our injury report. We literally, I think on offense, have four starters from the beginning of the year. Four. Everybody else is hurt. Every other offensive lineman, every wide receiver, you know, Eckler stayed healthy. Herbert's beat up. Herbert Herbert had a freaking fractured rib, and he's he's been playing through it, getting better every week. I mean, you got to realize, before he bruised his rib, he was the NFL passing leader. Like, this team's so talented, and, you know, with everybody being beat up, it's forced Brandon Staley to run the football. And I think that's, you know if we can continue to develop to run the run the football like that and it helps open things up for Herbert, the play action and everything, like, if we get healthy, we could be a tough team if we make the playoffs. But, you know, this year is probably still not our year, but this team is going to be a force to be reckoned with. Like, dude, you, you watched this game against the 49ers last week. Obviously, they couldn't score in the second half. That was the issue. But our defense, bro, like, uh, What's his name, dude? Kenneth Murray's been playing well. You know, he was injured beginning of the season. And then you've got Derwin and Khalil getting chemistry now. They're in the back, the backfield all the freaking time. And then, you know, obviously we still got Bosa hurt. And now we've only got, like, two defensive tackles on our active roster. It's it's ridiculous, bro. But this team is going to be ridiculous next year if they can stay healthy. And if they can get healthy this year, they're going to be tough to beat in the playoffs. Um with that being said, this week, tough for them, tough pick against the Chiefs. But, you know, I'm still going to take them just because we lost that first game and we should have won that first game against them. And, you know, screw it. If we don't split this year, probably might not make even make the playoffs. So we've got to win this game. This is a must-win game. We can't lose two weeks in a row. Chargers win this game
0: 27-24. Well, Preston, I've got you on this injury report because so I know you want to hear it. And it's not ridiculous to say that the Chargers can win this game. Chargers had nine players listed on the Wednesday injury report. Uh, they got some familiar faces back at practice. Limited was Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. They participated and an uh, Koster to to uh, make their return. Both are questionable. Other players who were limited, DeAndre Carter, Gerald Everett, Trey Pipkins, and Chris Rump. Outside linebacker Khalil Mack received rest day, and punter J.K. Scott was out with, with an illness. So Chiefs had seven players. McCole Hardman's out or did not participate. Juju Smith has a concussion. And then Marquez Valdez-Scanley is ill right now. So look to for Kadarius Toney to, to maybe have a, a big chunk of this offense this week uh, being the only uh, receiver, possibly. And also, he had a big game last week, kind of came alive, caught a couple big catches, got a touchdown. Uh, Jarrett McKinnon, LeJarius Sneed, both limited. Isaiah Proche uh, quad full participant. Okay. So yeah, uh, nothing too crazy. Hopefully you guys get your guys back. I'm going to have to disagree though. I'm going to take the charge or the chiefs. I uh, hope you guys win. I'll be rooting for y'all, uh, but I'm going to take the chiefs. I think the chiefs uh, will win a high scoring game. I'm going to say 30 to 27. Hill.
2: Yeah, that game, uh, that 49ers chargers game is pretty interesting because the chargers really came out to play and that game was looking really interesting early on. I thought maybe the Chargers could get it done, but then second half, it just Niners really controlled it, kind of wore them down with that run game. Uh, I'm interested to talk about the Niners here in a little bit. We'll get to their uh, their Monday night game. I think this is going to be a really good game, and I think the Chargers definitely cover. Mention mentioned they're getting healthier. I think so, – so, like we know Keenan Allen, no Mike Williams, right? Like that's that's what it's looking like.
0: Well, they uh they're back.
1: They might play. They might play. I'd say I say Keenan will probably play. Mike Mike might not because I think they've been getting Keenan Allen ready just like for this week in particular. It's just been his hamstring.
2: Oh man. You know what? In division, give me the upset. I'm taking the Chargers. Let's let's have some fun with this one. Let's do it. Let's do it. I think uh, I, I just don't I don't think the Chiefs will quite be able to run the ball like the Niners did. And so I think the Chargers will have some more time with the football, and I think they'll take advantage of it. So let's go 29-28. All
1: right. I've got to go. Um, I'll catch you guys later.
0: Okay. Wait, wait, Preston, real quick. Who do you got? Yeah. 49ers, Cardinals, and then Cowboys, Vikings. Uh,
1: I've got 49ers, and I actually took the Cowboys. you want to talk about that one real quick?
0: Uh, If you got time. Okay. Yeah. Okay, just give your thoughts. Give your thoughts, and I'll, I'll if if, there, if I need to jump in, I will. If not, uh, I'll talk about it, and we can talk about it later.
1: Okay, sounds good. Yeah, bro. Um, I had the Cowboys this week. Like, something tells me they just they need this win more. Vikings coming off a high. Are they going to be able to match that energy again this week? I don't think so. I got the Cowboys. Uh, I'm going to say 31 to 20,
0: 24. Wow. That would be a huge win for the Cowboys, too. All right, man. We'll see you later. Thanks for joining us. All right. Peace, man. Okay, Gladhill, It is my pick. 49ers at Arizona Cardinals. Look, Kyler Murray didn't play last week, and I just saw a tweet from Adam Schefter saying that uh, him and Colt McCoy are are both day-to-day with injuries. Uh, so, yeah, it's a, it's a game-time decision on who will start. Uh, And this game is actually uh, in Mexico city on Monday night. So interesting. Nobody gets home field. This one, I guess I'll go ahead and start this one. 84% in favor of the uh, 49ers. Look, this is an easy game for me. I don't think the Cardinals proved that they're back or anything. I mean, that was a really bad game against the Rams. No offense. They both had backup quarterbacks playing 49ers are the much better football team. They have the much loaded roster. And I think, like this game could get ugly really fast, uh, but it's it's going to be interesting in Mexico city. I'm, I'm I'm excited to watch this one on Monday night. So San Francisco go ahead and wins this game. They control the time of possession. Yeah. I don't think this will be a hard game for them to get out of. So I'll say 49ers win. Let's go 27 to 17. What do you got?
2: Yeah. The 49ers are just a lot healthier right now. They're getting healthy at the right time. And I was really, I really liked how they were able to run the ball, you know, late in that game against the chargers really controlled things was able to kind of get out to that lead and really um, you know ride it to the finish. I, I am a little bit, um, you know, I, I don't, I don't really, uh, I don't really know the big play potential of this offense though. Like obviously, Kyle Shanahan's a great coach. He's going to dial up some really creative run plays, really creative misdirection. You get CMC in there, and uh, you know this is going to add add to that. But I think Jimmy Garoppolo is still as good as he is. As much as I like him, um, I think he's the more, you know, you compare him to a guy like Trey Lance, obviously Lance is hurt right now, but Jimmy G is probably the better quarterback for this team right now. But I just don't think this offense has a ton of home run ability. I think outside of the the creative run plays and the creative scheme by Kyle Shanahan, I think this offense is a little bit limited. They don't really, you know, they don't, they don't generate, you know, super big plays or anything um, through the air, but um, I think they're healthier. This game is in Mexico City, which is interesting. Excited to see kind of how that looks like, but I think the I think the Niners will win this game. I think they'll run the ball well, and they're just much healthier. So, give me the Niners to win thirty to
0: seventeen. All right, and let's go ahead and save the best for last. The boys are going on the road to play the Minnesota Vikings. Glut help. I uh, I think this is game of the week. Uh, I don't think it's really I, I don't think it's really much up for a debate. I think this is game of the week look, I get it. The Cowboys lost to the Packers. And yes, you're looking at that game and maybe you want to overreact because they lost to a team that was on a five game losing streak and they didn't play well. And you could argue that the coach lost in the game. Yes, there's a lot of things, but that doesn't mean the Cowboys are, are just like a bad team now. Look, I, I think it was a really bad loss. Was it a bad loss? Of course, very bad loss. And I'm a little surprised that the Cowboys are favorite or, or favored in this game. Uh, I think uh, last time I checked they were what two is it two two and a half point favorites? Glenhell, what is it? What is the spread now?
2: I think it's Cowboys by one and a half.
0: Okay, so it moved a little bit. Yeah. Uh, here's the deal. I'll start this one, Glen Hill. I was going to pick the Cowboys regardless. I said it wouldn't shock me in the slightest if Green Bay beat them and Minnesota lost to them because you never know with Minnesota. Minnesota deserves their respect and I don't have anything bad to say about them. I, I don't think they're frauds. I think they've been disrespected all season. Um, now people are starting to talk about them and I love that they're talking about them because they're eight and one. And the only loss was against Philadelphia week two and it was primetime Kirk cousins. So Minnesota's playing great football and I really have like no reason to talk bad about this team. I, you know, looking back at that game versus Buffalo, I do think that Buffalo should have won it. And I do think that Buffalo is still the better team, regardless of how the game said otherwise and the record says otherwise, I still think Buffalo is a better team, but Minnesota is legit and they deserve their respect. And the Cowboys, that was a bad loss, but you know, with every bad loss comes a bounce back and with every emotional win comes a a little bit of a down week. And I think Minnesota is going to have a little bit of a down week this week. Cowboys always play Minnesota really close. I think this is going to be a shootout. I think it's going to be a really good game. Uh, but I think Kirk Cousins is going to make more mistakes. I think Dak Prescott in this defense is going to bounce back. And I think Mike McCarthy and them are pissed off. I really like what I saw from, uh, from the, some of the press conferences uh, that, like, there was a lot of heart in that Cowboys locker room from that loss. They knew they shouldn't have won that game, or they shouldn't have lost that game. They, had, they were up 14. Uh, you know, I know Dak threw two picks. I don't think those two picks were his fault. I think that was on Dalton Schultz and C.D. Lamb in the flats. Uh, still made the throw regardless. No excuses. They should have won that game. You know, looking back at some, I mean, there's a lot going through my mind. That's why I'm talking like 100 miles an hour here. But they should have won that game. You know, I don't think they should have went for that fourth and da- fourth and four. Uh, and I think they were missing Ezekiel Elliott. You know, I think uh, you you the way. Brett Maher has been this year. I think you take that field goal, you put the pressure on them and hope that your defense makes a stop, or at least they give them a field goal and you have a chance to go win the field goal. Like, I just don't understand why you go out of it. You go aggressive. There was a missed pass interference call in CD Lamb from Jail Alexander. Uh, that should have been called. That was a really terrible call that could have changed the game, but you could also make the argument that the Cowboys should have won that game because they were driving. And they got that draw play, but it was called back because of that hold on McGovern. And that ruined the whole drive too, which caused them to go for fourth down. They didn't get it. Uh, so just a lot of things that Cowboys just didn't have a good game. I think they're going to be okay. And I think if that showed anything is, you know, death taxes are guaranteed. And also Aaron Rodgers beating us and having the refs on his side. So I'm not panicking. Even if they lose this game to Minnesota, I think that just shows that Minnesota's legit. I think the Cowboys are going to be okay. I don't think it's time to panic yet. Maybe this will tell us that if anything it reminds us that maybe the Cowboys aren't going to make any noise in the playoffs like there's a formula to beating them, you know, you run the football, uh you look at that that Bears game what they had where they gave up a lot of rushing yards, uh and then they had 2 weeks to address it going into the bye and then Rodgers and that Green Bay team who had been really mediocre on offenses here was still able to run 207 on them. Cowboys definitely have some things uh, to adjust on that defense uh, and offensively as well. They got to limit the turnovers and find a way to move the ball. But if there was a positive in that game, a CeeDee Lamb went nuclear, 11 receptions, 150 yards, two touchdowns. I mean, he's really starting to establish himself as the wide receiver one. It took a couple weeks, uh, but I think that was a breakout game for him. So I expect him to have a big game here. Uh, and I just think that the Cowboys are going to have a bounce back week. So that's my reason for them. Uh, you know, obviously you got to talk a little bit about the Justin Jefferson catch. Uh, he had 196 receiving yards. He had that amazing catch that Gledhill was mentioning, you know, best catch since OBJ. I would argue that it was probably better than OBJ. I mean, in terms of the difficulty, the degree of how he made it with one hand falling down with the defender, having two hands on it. I think that, that, you know, in terms of difficulty and, and everything else, I think it was like the best catch in NFL history, arguably so. Yeah, I'm interested to see how Trayvon Diggs lines up against Jefferson. But I, I just like – I, I t- something to tell me about the Cowboys this week, Gledhill. You know, Mike McCarthy, watching those press conferences, they're pissed off. They know they shouldn't have lost that game. You know, Micah Parsons and Dalton Schultz calling out teammates, saying that we should have won that game, and McCarthy being pissed. That is something we didn't see in previous Cowboys teams. You know, you just kind of see, like, oh, didn't execute. You know, just the typical bullshit excuses that you always hear. But this time – this is a Cowboys team that is pissed off knowing they should have won that game. So I expect them to come in and I think they're going to win a high scoring game, 34 to 29. I like the Cowboys this week, but I'm interested to see what you have to say.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, pretty much said it all. I, I, I think one thing I'll add is I think this is also a potentially, you know, a get right game for the Dallas offense. Um, the, the Vikings defense is not, you know, anything special. I don't think, I mean, they struggle in the red zone. You know, I, I question their pass defense a little bit. I think the Cowboys can put some points in this game on the road. I think they'll be fired up. Going forward for this team, I am a little bit worried. You know, in a close game in the playoffs, will Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy, will they make the right play calls and will Dak get it done in a crucial situation, you know, late in the game in, in the playoffs? I, I think, you know, they went for it on the fourth and three, fourth and four there at the end. They definitely, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of tossing and turning on that a little bit. I think they probably could have kicked it to take the lead, but at the same time, their defense really, they weren't, they weren't really stopping to run that well. So I, I just think that, you know, if you're paying Dak 40 million a year, or whatever you got to, you got to trust him to come up big in that situation. And I just don't think the play call was what it needed to be. Um, and, you know, obviously hindsight doesn't, doesn't work out, but um, I, you know, so I, I kind of questioned that about this team, you know, going forward, you know, in a, in a big situation late in the game, can Dak get it done? Can this offense get it done? Can this coaching staff, can they make the right play calls? I'm not really sure. It is yet to be seen on the offensive side, but I, I hope this is kind of a get right game. I hope they can really run the ball uh, better than they did. And I think if Dak, has zero or one turnovers in this game. I think the Cowboys win. If he has two or three turnovers, I think the Vikings win. So I think that's kind of what it comes down to for me. How efficient can the Dallas offense be and can they avoid the turnover? And if they don't, then I just, I think the Vikings, you know, if, if the ball is in their hands more often than it is in Dallas's hands, and the Vikings really control this game, I think it could be a rough day for Dallas. Um, just with, with what Minnesota was able to do on offense. So, that's kind of what the game comes down to for me I'm gonna take Dallas I, I'll agree with you I think they're gonna win this game I think we'll see some scoring I think it'll be like 30 to 27 really tight game um you know is Justin Jefferson gonna have another like repeat just 200 yard performance maybe 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 not it wouldn't surprise me if he does but I I, I don't I don't know I mean I think this team I still don't think they're the best team in the NFC. I still think the Eagles are. And I think they're probably a top five team in the league. I think you got to give them the respect for it because they're winning all these games. But they also had a lot of luck in that Eagles or not the Eagles, the Bills game. And I think they got exposed a little bit on the road at Philadelphia. And if Kirk Cousins has two or three turnovers, you know, that's what it is for me. Whichever quarterback has fewer turnovers, that's going to be the team that wins the game. If Kirk has two turnovers, Cowboys are absolutely winning this game. If Dak has two turnovers, Vikings are probably winning the game. You know, if if both quarterbacks play really well, then I'm I think we're in for an amazing game. So I'm excited to see what what that ends up being. But I think the I think I'd give the Cowboys the edge, even if both quarterbacks play really really well. So I'm interested to see that. I agree. Just 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 from like a team morale you know i think the cowboys will be fired up for this game going on the road they don't want to lose back to back games on the road i think they'll find a way to get this done and i think the vikings at some point their luck will run out they're going to lose one of these you know one possession games they they they've been winning all of them at some point they're going to lose a one possession game i think it might be this one so 30-27 cowboys win
0: yeah obviously like a part of you could always be concerned about Dalvin Cook in that run game and Justin Jefferson going Nuka. Like, the Vikings get out to a big lead. Like, okay, it might, it's probably going to be over just knowing that, like, okay, it's third day. Dak Prescott, you know, throws a couple turnovers. Yes, I agree with you. I could see that happening, but I think the Cowboys are going to come in prepared, pissed off. And that, that's why I think they're going to win this game. It has nothing to do with Minnesota. I think Minnesota is the better football team right now. I have them higher in my power rankings, and the Cowboys do have to drop after losing that Packers game. Uh, and that Packers game is like, it still pisses me off, but we should have won that game. We really, really should have won that game like that. There was no reason we should have lost that game. it was, and I'm not saying we should have won that game because we're the better team, but watching the game, we were up 14 points. We should have won the game. There were some bogus calls, but yeah, like I said, death taxes and Aaron Rodgers beating us. I get, It is what it is. You can't get away from it. I think what really hurt for me, Glenn Hill for that game, the most, the Eagles losing because you know, the Cowboys win that game. They're only, what, a game? What, two games behind? Now they're three? I mean, technically two, but the Eagles would still have the tiebreaker. Like, it's a... That was a loss that, like... I, their percentage would be really high of, winning, like, still winning that division because they're still going to play Philly at home on Christmas Eve, which I'm going to be at that game. But their percentage, they had a 21% chance of winning the NFC East before week 10, their odds actually rose to 24% after this week results. And that's even with Philadelphia losing and us losing. So I would wonder what it had been if we had won that Packers game, how much it would have rose. So a lot of things can change. Uh, so, and, and in terms of Minnesota, like Minnesota is not like this powerhouse team. Like they're not blowing teams out. They're winning games that they should be winning. Yep and that washington game the washington played them close they won the game bills game they should have won that game the Bills should have won minnesota took care of business they won that game so minnesota is this is not like a kansas city situation where you know you're going on the road in kansas city and arrowhead and odds are stacked against you like you picking chiefs to win that game 10 out of 10 times this game's a little bit different so you know the cowboys can compete with the vikings so i'm interested to see how it goes uh I think we're in for a great game. Like you said, Glad Hill, if both quarterbacks play well. So we'll see what happens. It's going to be fun. Glad Hill, thanks for joining me, man. It's a fun episode. We'll see you next week, man. Yes, sir. Have a good one. Peace.